0: You're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. And all the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Matithiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maseiah on his right hand, and Pediah, Mishael, Malchijah, Hashem, Hashbanadah, Zechariah, and Meshullam on his left hand. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people, and as he opened it all the people stood and Ezra blessed the Lord the great God and all the people answered Amen, Amen lifting up their hands and they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground also Jeshua Bani Sherebiah Jamin Akub, Shabbatai, Hodiah Masaiah Kelita Azariah Josabad. Hanan, Peliah the Levites, helped the people to understand the law while the people remained in their places. They read from the book, from the law of God clearly, and they gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink and to send portions and to make great rejoicing because they had understood the words that were declared to them.
1: Hey um that's a bit of a bit of a weird reading, you know, there's some stuff going on there. People get together and then they're crying and then they're having a party. What's going on with that? Hey um uh where's there's some catching up to do if you are new to this series in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. Uh so we're gonna do that together. But it is an intergen service today. So I was wondering um if the kids um and I know I I just wait, hold on. If the kids would like to come and help me understand this Bible reading today that we had, and because we know that all of the Bible is about Jesus and we want to see how is this reading pointing us to Jesus today and where's the good news in this little passage? About these people that happened so many years ago. What does this have to do with anything we think about today? So, uh, if you would like to come up and grab a seat up the front, uh, you can. Uh, I mean, you don't have to be age limited to 12, um, but uh, by all means. Hey, Noah, very good. We've got Audrey. Oh, very good. We got we got, we, we got the Harper. We got one Harper boy. All right, I'll get you to have a seat on the green. All right, because I'm going to need to look at you guys, and I might even have a microphone. No, you're going to be looking at me because I'm going to be having a chat with you guys. Stick the microphone in there. It's a good spot for it. Oh, we've got a Winifred that's going to come and help us out. That's excellent. That's excellent. Oh, very, very, very good. All right. (laughs) Okay, now, we're in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah. OK, this is a pretty, pretty, and this is a really significant little chapter here today, boys and girls. All right. Do you know today we've been doing something called dedications? Yeah, we did some dedications today, didn't we? Now, uh, in that dedications, we got, to, we got to make some pretty big commitments, didn't we? And we got to do some celebrating as well. Do you know that our passage today in the Bible, in Nehemiah chapter 8, there's, there is some more commitments and there's some more celebrating that we're going to think about. All right, but just oh thanks. Can we put all up here to help? We'll get all to help. I'll we'll just make sure he doesn't eat too many of the lollies. All right. Okay. So now, when we start off and we're thinking about reading the Bible, we want to know where it is that we're what, what what's come before that we're about to read because it's a story, right? This is this is history, so we want to know what's happened before in the lead up to this. So I know that you kids have been thinking really hard about the book of Nehemiah. I'm going to get your help. Okay. So I've got a microphone here. I want to know what's been happening so far in this story, okay? Do you reckon you can help me understand Nehemiah? All right, okay, so. Hey, could you be a mic handler for me, Tash? Would that be okay? Or maybe I can come. All right. There we go. Just Just for our little voices. Okay, all right, now. Who are our two main characters in this story? Okay, two leaders that God has given. All right, Audrey, what do we got? Ezra and Nehemiah. Very good. Okay, now we've got two, Ezra and Nehemiah. Now, who else? Who who, are they leading? Some? Are they? What are they? Are they leading? Are they building? What are they doing? Okay, Noah, can you help us out? They're
0: building the wall.
1: Building the wall. And is there anything else that they've built? The temple. Very good, very good. Okay, the wall and the temple. Now, why do they need to build this wall and temple? To improve. To improve, yeah, yeah. I reckon they're doing a bit of a, a bit of renovation. Yeah, yeah. They've gone look. I'm not sure, like like lay like that. Why do they need to improve it? Okay, maybe we go we go back. So there's Ezra and Nehemiah. They're leading a big group of people. What are these people? Are these whose people are they? Noah. God's people. God's people. Now, they've arrived and they've needed to build a wall and temple. Where have they come from? We need you to, why don't you help us out? Where have they come from? There's a big... <laughs> <I> No-one know. <laughs> no knows? Persia. Oh, sort of. It's pretty... The, the, the king is currently Persian from where they've come from, but they've come from another city. Audrey. Babylon. Babylon, Babylon. Now, was Babylon a good place or a bad place? Bad. Bad. It was a bad place. Why were God's people in a bad place? Because they didn't build the temple. They didn't build the temple, or they, were the, to stop. they got sent there, didn't they? They got sent there. They got sent there because what? What had they been doing? Why did they end up in Babylon? Because there was a big meany king, big warrior king, King Nebuchadnezzar. He brought them there. Yeah, why did they end up in Babylon? Why did They end up, they were there for 70 years. Why were they there for 70 years? Because they disobeyed God. Yeah, they had not done some things very well, hadn't they? Yeah, but they're now back. Where are they? They've come out of Babylon, and where are they now? In Jerusalem. Well done, Mr Belusov. Well done. They're back in Jerusalem. Now, how come they're back in Jerusalem? Were they, were they, were they really, really good and done something really, really nice? Or something happened? Winnie? God sent them there. That's right, Winifred. Mr Harper, did you have something to contribute to that? That they prayed to God and then they got to come back. That's right, that's right. When they were in Babylon, they were like, oh boy, we have, we've, we've, we've stuffed up. We've, we've really stuffed up. Um, but they remembered something, didn't they? They remembered God's Noah. You know what I'm going to say? I know, no, that's, that is the answer to a lot of other questions, but they remembered God's promises. His first two letters, we'll take the first two letters, you know, that's what's that, that's the first 10%. They remembered God's promises and God brought them back to Jerusalem and they're back in Jerusalem and King Nebuchadnezzar only didn't just, he just didn't rip the people out of the, out of, the, out of Jerusalem. He, do you know why they had to build a new temple? Because they levelled the other one. They burned it to the ground. Jerusalem was stuffed. And they say so they got to build it again. So now, in chapter eight, do you know what they've done? Do you know where we are in the story so far? With Ezra, Ezra has helped them build what? Ezra was helping them build what? The, the walls. The walls, and Nehemiah was helping them build. The temple. The temple. Oh, so the other way around. So. <laughs> Ezra built. That. Sort of masters in divinity gets here. Temple. <laughs> Walls, that's right. Nehemiah did the walls. Ezra did the temple. And now where are all the people right now? All the people in chapter eight, we got to read, they are... They are in Jerusalem. That's right. And that's like they're having one big dedication moment for everything that they've been able to build. And so they're all together. And do you know what they do when God's people get together? What are some of the things that God's people do when they get together? They celebrate, celebrate. that's one thing. What's one thing that Auntie Lisa just did for us? They, They pray when they're together. What else? Noah? Noah? Read the Bible. They read the Bible! That's right, Noah, well done. And who, did anyone hear the name of the person that was reading the Bible? He was the really smart dude. Who was reading the Bible for them? Winnie? His name starts with E and ends with A? Azariah. <laughs> that's pretty good. We'll take that. Hooray! <laughs> so that's what's happening. God's people, they got ripped out of Jerusalem. Jerusalem got flattened and they'd done all of that because God's just like, guys, like, come on. Like, it says in my word that if you live according to my way, things will generally go well. But if you don't, things don't go so well. And things hadn't gone well, had they kids? Things hadn't gone well. But God in His love and in His mercy, and because He's made some really big, significant promises to His people, He said, you know what, if you turn back to me, And if we, and if, and if, and if you know that I'm a God that loves you and is for you, it's just like let's. I'm willing to take you back. And God has done some amazing things so far in this story, hasn't He? To bring them back, He worked in some kings, some pretty significant. King Cyrus. What did you do in King Cyrus' heart? King Cyrus. He's a Persian. He, he, you know, what, what did he do, Audrey? King Cyrus. He burnt down the temple. Oh no, he didn't burn it down. No. He let them go, that's right, it's crazy. And not only did he let them go, he gave them a bunch of cash. You know, gave them a bunch of cash. He's like, yeah, you go back there and you can go build the temple again and build the walls and establish your city and establish your people. Because you know what? God told me that that would be a good idea and I don't really worship your God, but hey, I'll take that. You know, that was pretty significant for God to do that in the heart of King Cyrus. It was really amazing. And now God's people are all together in Ezra in, in Nehemiah chapter 8, and they're there and they are reading the Bible. Now, I think it's going to be really cool to think about what they were hearing when they were reading the Bible, okay? It says that they were reading the book of Moses. Do you know how many, how, how many books of the Bible that was? Do you know how much that was? The book of Moses? This is a really tricky question. You might not have done this. Maybe I'll ask the adults. Does the adults know how much of the Bible that they were reading when they were reading the book of Moses, the book of the law? How many? Five. Very good. We've got, sorry, give (laughs) that man a lolly. Yes. Oh, what a throw. Oh, look, has the crumbs on the back. Specky, go again. Yeah, actually, this is going to be fun, throwing lollies. Getting excited. (laughs) You're going to answer a question. All right, well, Okay. Okay. So the the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy and... uh, Numbers. That's right. I've never been good with numbers. There you go. Well done. Very, very good. Now they're there. Now what's happening? God's people are sitting there. They're reading their story. Now who can remember from our reading, what was the response of God's people when they're reading that story? Can you remember? It said, it told, the the Bible reading that Lisa did for us so well told us what was going on. What was happening? Any kids, did you hear it? There's any of the adults got their bulletin flipped over and can they see what was going on? I'm not giving you another lolly, but that is the right answer. Actually, no. I'm gonna- Who do you want your lolly to go to? Yes, there you go. Have more kids. I won't say that. All right, okay. They were crying. They were crying, weren't they? What's going on? They're reading God's word, they're reading the first five books of the Bible, and they were crying. I wonder why they were crying, wonder why they were sad. Now, here's some questions for you guys. You know what, you know, some of there's some there's lots and lots of pretty specific stories that happen in these books of the Bible at the start that teach us a lot about God and they teach us a lot about people, okay? So let's start with the first story that they would have heard when they're all together. Do you know, they were all together, this Bible reading that they were doing, this sermon, it went for six hours, it went for over six hours. I know, and some of people are thinking, "I hope today doesn't go for six hours." <laughs> there that was a there was a fierce amen from I don't know who that was. Someone someone dubbed them in, so I don't throw them a lolly. Um, <laughs> all right, no lollies for Mick. All right, <laughs> six hours. Now, what is one of the one of the first stories in the Bible? God makes Adam and. Eve, okay, now what is how does that story start? God is showing the world that how good, how good he is. That's right. God makes He makes Adam and Eve and He puts them in a beautiful garden, but then what happens straight after that? Noah they sinned, they stuffed up, didn't they? God said, I'll give you perfection. I'll give you well I'll give you something that's really, really, really good, and I'll give you a job, okay? A family in a garden for a future. And they stuffed it up. But what does God do? What does God do? Does God just like, crush it, get it out, none of that. We don't need any of that more. I regret everything I've ever done. what does God do? Yes? He forgives Adam and Eve. He does. What are some special ways that we know that He forgives them? He gives them something, He gives them... The Holy Spirit. No. He, he gives them clothes. That's right, because they were feeling shame for what they'd done, and they give them. He gave them clothes, and he. They didn't die. They didn't die straight away, but he put them outside the garden, so they. He protected them from themselves. So we see that God was so good, and then people stuffed up, and God should have. What should have he done to Adam and Eve? Them. He should have really badly punished them, and he did. He did. He disciplined them. He did. You know, but. Did they get everything that they deserved? No, No. God was the Lord, the Lord. He was was merciful and gracious. He was slow to anger And and abounding in steadfast love. That's right, Audrey. So that's Adam and Eve. So that's the first story that Ezra and the people are hearing as they're sitting in the temple, looking at these walls and going, wow, our story so far is one of God's been really good. People stuff up, but God is merciful. And then they read a little bit further and they get to Noah. They get to Noah. Yeah, not to that Noah, but they get to another Noah, don't they? They get to another Noah. Now, the story of Noah is that God, God sees that after Adam and Eve, did things keep getting better and better and better and better and better after God was good to them? What happened? Did things get better and better? What if we ask over here? What do you reckon, mate? Do they get better and better? Yes or no? He said, no, they didn't keep getting better and better and better. It got getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And God at this point was just like, all right, uh, okay, we need a bit of spring cleaning. Um, I'm just going to um, fill up the bucket and we're going to just wash things clean for a bit. But did God get rid of everything? You know, actually at that point in the Bible, it says that God regretted that he made man and he needed a fresh start. So did he just get rid of everything? He could have just gone, all gone, start again. Did he do that? No. What did he do? Noah, I reckon you might have a good answer to this. He made a flood. He he made a flood, but did he get rid of everything and everyone? No. No. He Audrey, he. Rescued the... Yes, he rescued. He kept some, didn't he? He kept some, that's right. He kept the animals. He kept the He kept the animals? He kept Noah's people, Noah's family, and he started again. And then he allowed them to have a Free start.: A fresh start. That's right. Were you going to say fresh start? I knew you were. I knew you were. He gave them a fresh start. So again, we see this pattern of God was God has given this fresh start. He's, he's been really good, but people been. And then people, but then what happened after Noah's fresh start? What's the first thing Noah does after he has his fresh start? Thanks. <laughs> he thanks God, and then what does he do after that? This one's for the adults. He sins, Charlie, do you know what he does? He stuffs up, he stuffs up real bad. He stuffs up real bad, like real bad, like that much and then take off all of his clothes real bad and then real bad and does exactly what he shouldn't have done real bad. But does God get rid of him after that? No, God shows his love, doesn't he? He's very, very good to them, isn't he? All right. That's pretty good. So what what so far God's people they're sitting, they're looking at the walls, they can see the new temple, they're hearing about their story about who God is and his goodness and they stuff up, but God is still good. They hear that again and again and again and again on repeat. Now, but God's people are crying when they're hearing these stories. They're crying, aren't they? I wonder why they're crying. Maybe we can think about what they might be thinking as they sit in that place. Now, Boys and girls, I want us to remember through this journey of them building the temple and building the walls. Have have they been good the whole time? No, no. No, no. What has God had to have keep doing for the, for those people during Ezra and Nehemiah to rebuild the wall? What did God have to keep doing? He had to keep. He had to keep. He had to keep reminding them. He had to keep reminding them. Yep. And what else did he have to do? Audrey? He had to keep keep forgiving them, didn't he? He had to keep giving a little nudge, you know? What what else did he have to do? What's what's one thing he didn't stop doing? God didn't stop. Loving them. Loving them. Oh, wow, Lisek. Well done. Good work. He didn't stop loving them. And so... Right now, God's people are sitting together. They're looking around and they know how much they have stuffed up. They haven't learnt, learnt from their story of the people of the, from the past, have they? They haven't learnt from their great, 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 great granddads and grandmas and their great, great, great granddads and grandmas. They know that the story has been God is good and we stuff up. And then the only way they get out of that is God is good again. And so they look they look around and they see these beautiful walls and this beautiful temple that God has helped them build and he's been loving this whole time and they're crying. You know, there's a you know what I think of I think that they're sitting around looking around at all these good things and they're going and maybe the adults will know what this means. They're going, "We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy." Okay, you can talk to your friends about what movie that comes from. But they're thinking, "We're not worthy." Why would God be so good to us when we have not been good to Him? Because they've forgotten they forgotten about God's goodness at times, haven't they? Yeah. They forgot about God's goodness. And they think they probably, instead of getting instead of getting all of these great things, they probably should have been getting punished. But God doesn't, does he? Doesn't do that. What does he do? He keeps Forgiving us, loving us. Keeps forgiving us, loving us and caring for us, that's right, that's right, and looks after us. us. Now, you know what, boys and girls, when I read this story, and when I think about Adam and Eve and Noah and the people at Ezra and Nehemiah, I look at my own heart and my own life, and you know what, sometimes I get a bit sad too, because sometimes I look around at my world and I look at what's happened in my life, and do you know what, I think, I'm not very good at saying thank you to God sometimes. Sometimes I take God for granted. I look at all the good friends and good food and good family around me that God has been so good to give me. And sometimes I go, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Now, God has kept giving those people in the Bible a fresh start, hasn't he? Again and again and again. Boys and girls, do you know, does God keep giving people fresh starts? Does he keep giving them fresh starts? What about now? We've read about some Old Testament stories. Are there is there another fresh start that God gives in the New Testament for us today? What's the new fresh start? Is there a better fresh start? Noah, do you know? Jesus! Jesus! Wait. Is that what you're gonna say, Audrey? Yeah. You're gonna say Jesus too. Can you tell me about how Jesus is the fresh start for us? Ooh. Are you saying that Jesus died on the cross for all of the naughty, ungrateful things that I've ever done and he took my punishment for those things? Yeah, he, put he put all the pain into his body. He put all the pain into his body so I didn't have to feel it in my body. What do I have to do to... What do I have to do to so that Jesus would do that for me? Do, do I have to be a really good person? No. No? I don't have to be a good person? Are you saying that... But why would God give me such an amazing gift? Noah, why would he give me such an amazing gift? Because he's the best. Because he's the best? Why else? Because he loves all of us. He loves all of us. That's really good, isn't it? That's really good. He never stops loving us, doesn't he? So how can, how can someone, when they hear about Jesus in the fresh start that he gives us, so what do, what do we do? Do I just have to go, that's nice that Jesus is over there? Is there something that I... What, what is it? You just need to believe in him. Believe in him? Yep. And obey him. That's right. And That's right. And look at, look at the life that he led. It says that Jesus led a life always obeying God. Jesus did some pretty cool things, didn't he? He had a pretty good life. The abundant life, he called it. So in Ezra and Nehemiah, the people are together. They hear about who they are and the story that they're a part of, and they're a bit sad. But then Nehemiah says, you don't have to be sad because God, because God has given you a fresh start again. Look around you, look at the temple, look at the walls, it's your fresh start. And you know, for us, what do we look at? Do we look at the temple and the walls to remember our fresh start? What do we look at? There's a special thing that we look at to remember God's fresh start for us today. This is a pretty tricky question. Maybe it's something that you've drawn in City Kids. <gasps> Noah. Whoa, I wonder if any of the adults know. They probably do. This is your chance to get a lolly, Matt. Do you know where we get to look at? We get to look at the cross. We get to look at the cross, don't we? The cross, the cross, which is the, the image of our fresh star, of Jesus taking all of our badness away and giving us a new go at life. You were going to say the cross, I knew you were. There you go, you can have a lolly. <laughs> you have done such a great job this morning in helping us think about in Nehemiah 8, how, Oh, double up Noah, well done. Oh, he gets two now, we're all counting. You're all accountants when it comes to sweet treats, aren't you? Kids, I think it'd be really great to say thank you to God for the fresh start that He's given us, and that we can remember that we don't have to be sad, but we can remember the joy that we have in being able to know God because of what Jesus has done. Isn't that great? Yeah. Alright. Would any of you like to pray and say thank you for Jesus? Audrey? That would be great. Kill everyone who was sick, hurt or injured. Could you please forgive everyone? Can you please be with us always and forever? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Audrey. All right, kids, you can run back to your seats. Keep building your walls. Thank you so much for your help. Well, everyone, we've heard uh, a story from the book of Nehemiah, which is about God's goodness and his grace to his people, that keep stuffing up. But God is a God of love and forgiveness and mercy. And He reminds them that, hey, just turn back and refocus your eyes on Me and to remember that there's always a fresh start when you're willing to recommit your life to Me. And back then He did that by, by they were being pointed to the goodness of the walls and the temple. But today we look to the cross. We look to Jesus, the Jesus who suffered in our place, who died our death, who has been the great game changer for all of civilization, and we can respond in faith and by knowing that he loves us so much.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.